Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Nathan Cassiotis. I'm a business growth expert where I help business owners grow and scale to create wealth and freedom. And today, I have an awesome guest. He's an entrepreneur, author, international speaker, creator, and podcaster. He is the founder and chief product officer at the We Are Podcast, Must Amplify, and the Library of Sound. And he's interviewed over 1,400 people and listened to over 5 million times in 133 countries. Must Amplify is an award-winning audio marketing agency, which is best known for helping leading brands, personalities, and businesses raise their voice through podcasting while positioning their message to stand out in the crowded marketplace. This includes some of the world's most impactful actors, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, and politicians. And he's also the executive producer of the psychology of entrepreneurship. And he has spoken on multiple stages worldwide on artificial intelligence or AI as it's called, and how businesses need to use this technology to be more productive, effective, and authentic. Welcome, Ronsley Vaz, and thank you for being on my show. Hi, Ethan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome, mate. Um, it's awesome to have you here, and I'm sure it's going to be an amazing show for everyone watching and listening today. So let's get straight into it now, because um, you've got multitude of experience but you know i think let's start on the podcasting side because you've had extreme success there and you've been doing it for you know over a decade as well now so you know you're, you're almost in the joe rogan territory of how long you know you've been doing it for which is awesome way before people had even you know really known that it was mainstream which is very cool so and you've grown you know really massive as well right so just initially for people that are thinking about a podcast or you know have a podcast now really wanting to take it to that next level what are some of your top keys do you think to your podcast success well i think um first of all for me it was never a, necessarily a plan i didn't i just kind of was putting one step in front of the, the other and you know it all sort of unraveled and now when i look back it looks like a great story or sounds like a great story rather but when i started there was not many people podcasting um, and I started the first podcasting conference in Australia in 2013. We did it for like nine years and then we did a few during COVID. Um, so just getting the practice under my belt of being around podcasters, catering to podcasters, uh, understanding podcasters, having the agency, signing the first deal with Amazon in Australia uh, to upload to Audible. Like there's a few elements there that have allowed me to evolve myself as a podcaster. So for me, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give people is to listen to as many different types of podcasts before you start creating your own. Because what tends to happen when we make our podcast is we create an amalgamation of what we've already listened to. So if we listen to certain types of shows, then we land up kind of listening to, um, or we land up creating something that is just a, a combination of what we listen to. So getting um, someone else to think about your idea along with yourself is a, is a good idea. And the best thing about a podcast is that it's easy to do. And the worst thing about a podcast is that it's easy to do. So making sure that the strategy is correct from the start is very useful so that you're not having to, to swim upstream once you, you have it going. Uh, also making sure that you're catering to one type of audience uh, is key because as business owners, we're learning to be podcasters and we're learning to be um, radio personalities, or if you want to say that, or, or, or content creators. And we don't really know how to do that. And we're, we're learning. I'm still learning after 1500 interviews. I'm still 
learning how to interview better. I'm still learning how to uh, hold engagement and hold attention. So we have to learn all those skills. And I think understanding that if you can do it, you just have to do it for one type of audience and make sure that you cater the show for the audience uh, is, is key. But I'm I'm super I'm super open to be asking any sort of sort of type of questions. I mean, you've been in the podcasting game for a while. Is there something in particular that you feel that podcasters and business owners get wrong, or you you'd wish there was more direction on that? I'd be happy to sort of answer that. Yeah, cool, mate. Awesome. It's interesting to hear uh, how it's evolved and um, some great you know tips and things about getting the strategy right from the start. Which is you know same with business, right? In general, whatever you do in business. So I love that elements you know i think however we create the podcast right let's say it's going wrong i think what what i think is one of the biggest challenges for podcasters is listeners right like how do they get people listening in and yes they've got to be engaging and things like that but just getting the eyeballs or the ear earballs or the ears onto it right you know so that um people are actually listening so you know do you have any tips or a key strategy or something that how you know we can get more listeners to listen in on our podcast yeah i mean something that you mentioned earlier that you kind of brushed over which i think is the most important piece here is you could get a whole bunch of new listeners but if they're falling off the other end then it doesn't really matter how many listeners you get or what kind of strategies you use to get those listeners so making sure that you are keeping them engaged so for example i have the so, so certain theories when it comes to podcasting like you would never read a book that's not edited you'd never read a blog post that's not edited by someone uh, why would you listen to a podcast that's not edited and that's the 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 things that have changed a lot since podcasting has started is people's attention span it's not getting smaller they're getting more we're getting more more specific as to where we spend our time and if someone is not spending their time in editing their recording down to make it more consumable for the podcast listener, they feel like they can go to other places to get the same kind of information, especially if it's a, another generic type podcast where you're interviewing someone about, about their sort of uh, history or their background as a business owner, which there are lots and lots of them out there. So, um, the first thing I would do is make sure that I'm keeping the, 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 the audience that I have engaged. The second thing I would do is find out where that audience already is. So where are they already consuming things? And if they're already consuming certain podcasts, the best thing you could potentially do is have an ad read on that podcast for your show. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, why would I spend money on that? But if you're not losing listeners and you're sure you're not losing listeners, you won't have a problem spending money to get more listeners to keep them. If that's really, really what you're after. Uh, a lot of the times we as business owners go after the, the tail rather than the horns. And only because we kind of want to see, be seen as the people playing with the animal. But usually if we just kind of go for the right part, um, we can get better success. So um, it, it is first make sure that you're not losing listeners and then find out where they are and just kind of say if you're already listening to this kind of a show then you know this is my show and this is why it's different and if you're looking for something different on these topics then come listen 
Yeah, cool, mate. I love that around the strategy as well as, um, you know, how to get people there. It's uh, very, very powerful, mate. Thank you for sharing um, that side. But what I really want to talk about more so today is around AI, right? And uh, let's get into it. This is what everyone's talking about right now. Um, so, you know, initially, let's just let's keep it high level for now, because I'm sure we're going to get very deep. What are your thoughts on AI and how like quickly it's evolving? I don't think it's evolving quickly at all. I think, I mean, when I went to, so I've got a, a computer science and engineering degree. And when we went to university, it was, we knew the principles of artificial intelligence. We had the theory behind the blockchain and that was not yet invented in the sense that we thought that when we had faster networks, we could actually implement a protocol called the blockchain. But artificial intelligence was already around. Like we knew how to take certain inputs and store them and use them and and have them then processed in a different way. And 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 albeit artificial intelligence has changed quite a lot since then, the basics and the principles have been the same. Uh, the the I'm not surprised by it. I I find that it is a natural evolution. We are carbon beings that have become intelligent uh, that is just a silicon being that has become intelligent and by the way they are already more intelligent than we are and they, they are learning from us and that's why it's more important for us to have the conversation around intelligence um, what it means to have artificial intelligence how to use it more effectively um, how to use it more ethically uh, how to use it with empathy because they're learning and they're learning from us. And if we don't set the right example, then um, <laughs> then we're training a whole bunch of um, super machines to become as twisted as we are with way more power and capability. And we don't want that to happen, do we? Uh, definitely not. And great answer. And yes, everyone's watched, uh, you know, different areas of, of movies, which have, you know, sort of do things in a very bad way. We definitely want to go down to Skynet or anything like that um, elements. So um, let's do it in, in a great way, which I love. And, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about that many jobs will be lost AI, as well as many jobs will be created, you know, due to AI in that sort of sense. So I'd like to know your thoughts on, you know, how will AI really, you know, change industries? <laughs> like massively. Um so the, if I go back and look at different ages, right, we, we, we had the uh, industrial age where a lot of things changed. We used machines for things that, you know, humans were doing, like digging the ground and so on and plowing the fields and so on, washing clothes even. You know, we used to do all that stuff and now we have machines that do it. Then the information age came and, you know, knowledge was freely available everywhere. If you just wanted to, wanted to know how to find it, uh, you could find it and you could have access to any amount of information as you wanted. And as a result, a lot of things changed, a lot of jobs changed, a lot of the, the world changed. We're now in the intelligence age. The intelligence age is a really interesting age because it is easily gonna be the biggest conversation of our lifetime, easily. Like, I don't think any of the other, I think all the other ages are just platforms for this one. Like we, we couldn't have had this age if the, uh, if the industrial age didn't come along. We wouldn't have had computers, we wouldn't have had hardware. We wouldn't have had this age if not the, for the information age because the software and the networks and uh, the speed at which things are processed sort of went up again. And because of all that, we have the intelligence age right now. And it's gonna change a lot. It's gonna change a lot of the way we do things. It's gonna change a lot of the world around us. Um, it's gonna change 
literally everything. So it's, that's, that's why it's really important to understand it, understand what's happening, understand that it's not search. It's not information that is being pulled from somewhere. It is intelligent. It can take information and think just like us and sometimes and a lot of times a lot better than us. Um, and and we've got to understand that that is happening right now. So our job is to find a way to be more useful and to get the things that we couldn't do to, to be done by, I mean, people call it artificial intelligence. I think it's augmented intelligence. I think it's intelligence that we've created ourselves and it, it allows us to augment our intelligence. What I mean by that is there are three things that we're really bad at. We're bad at accuracy, we're bad at memory, and we're bad at speed. And we have to practice very, very hard to get good at those three things. So if you're a sports person or a sports, uh, um, a professional sports person, you, you practice to get accurate, get really good at things and get muscle memory and, and, um, and get good at speed. But the machines just by nature are just really good at, at those, those three things. So just augment our intelligence by using um, artificial intelligence is the way I'd like people to think about it. And, and also understand that we have to understand logic because just like every business owner needs to know finances for their business to operate properly amongst other things, but you know, understanding how to read a PL statement and a balance sheet is like super, super important. Now, understanding logic is going to be super, super important because then you can understand how to talk to the machine so that you can get exactly what you are after from it and get it to do all the heavy lifting, especially in your business. Yeah. Love that, mate. Really powerful stuff there. And, you know, one thing that's on people's lips, which we'll talk about a bit later is chat GBT a little bit more, but what I want to know is that that's some people, that's all they think that AI is, right? Like it's, oh, this little thing, ChatGPT, because it's big in the news and they just go play with it a little bit. But there's actually a lot more going on, right, in terms of what's out there. So do you want to just give us some examples or talk more about some of the recent like advancements in AI? Yeah, there's, there's, there's lots. I mean, ChatGPT has only gotten that fame. It's like how Facebook used to be called social at one point, right? But there were there are so many different social media platforms. Um, and this, I think similarly, I think ChatGPT has been labeled AI, um, even though there's so many other different types of AI that exist. For example, they have performed the first major precision surgery by artificial intelligence with robotic arms with no humans involved. And that was precision surgery, which we thought would go last. All the things we thought that would go last are going first, like art, for example, copy, um, things that we thought were so personal that would never be replaced easily are being replaced first. Um, they've done a study a few weeks ago where um, the humans were plugged in using diodes and stuff uh, on their brain and the computer or the machines would get our thoughts, understand them and help us refine what we were thinking about, which is a crazy development. They, they, they already at the University of, of, of Austin or the University of Toronto, I get those two case studies mixed up, but they've found a cure for cancer as an example, and they can determine what the expectancy rate or the, the failure rate of that, of, of delivering that to a cancer patient is. There's a lot of really important things that are being 
changed uh, as a result of intelligence definitions being changed every day. We're understanding certain certain physics um, equations that we thought to be true all this while to be not true anymore. So there's a lot of things that we are finding out now that are giving rise to a lot of new things like quantum computers, for example. Quantum computers are going to be million times faster than the computers we have right now. That is, we can't even fathom that kind of speed right now. We wouldn't even know what to do with it. But with the machines being intelligent, we know now that they'll come up with better ideas on what to do with faster machines. So there's, there's, there's so many things that are changing quite drastically. And I feel like in the business world, we're just trying to get our social media copyright when we can get so many other things sorted using artificial intelligence, like uh, access to better thinking, better analyzing, better analysis in the sense that you can actually take an idea and see whether it's gonna run or work for a certain type of audience, whether their fears and their, their, their willingness to change is gonna actually impact how much sales you do. You can do all these kind of things right now um, using AI, you can get this transcribed in real time. We have, um, we've been using AI for a few years actually in our business. We have a, a client who went deaf overnight, literally. And um, when she's to attend our events, we would put an iPad in front of her with order.ai open. So she would see in real time, the transcript of what everyone was saying which was so powerful to have her not only in the room, but also participate, albeit five seconds later to everyone else. Um, but it's still huge, right? And then you think about what else is possible. We can remove certain words now from a whole video transcript at a click of a button. We can, uh, uh, we have AI that can transcribe a video and find b-roll based on the transcription so you never have to go and look for different b-roll there's so many different things that can be used right now that we are not even realizing is 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 out there but it's it is out there yeah i love it mate so many cool tools it's almost like where do you begin but i think just start with something and have a play and see how you can do it and learn from people right like yourself that uh playing with a lot more you know which can help us to give us some direction. One thing you said there, which I love was about quantum computing. And I recently went to an event um, about this, right? And there's a lot of challenge, like it's, it's, it sounds amazing, right? Like, the, you know, but then it's like, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges, a lot of risks with quantum computing that they're trying to fathom how they're going to, you know, protect us from this. For example, with, it, it can get rid of a, an encryption in like less than 10 minutes or even seconds, right? Of like something that we're doing that. So then maybe they're going to need, have to need quantum sort of, encryptions to stop people like doing stuff so that processing speed has a lot of potential ramifications on the whole ecosystem of what we're doing you know with 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 everything with our passwords and, and everything else so i'd like to know a little bit more around that of what you've you know you know that element of quantum computing and what we should be thinking about um in in that area well i think um the prim the mighty principle of of being in a quantum world is that you can live the future in the present, right? So if we live in a future where we think we are gonna lock everything up and that's the way we're thinking, then that's gonna be our present. And I think I've always had a problem with this. I've always had a problem with us catering to the 0.01% of the population that's behaving like jackasses. 
why are we creating all our systems for that 0.01% as opposed to the 99.9% of the others who are not like that. So I think in general, if we can just start to change our thinking and not kind of have uh, the, the win-lose scenario where I have to win, if I have to win, someone has to lose sort of scenario where we don't have something to put someone down for us to get our point across where we have more empathy as to why if someone is in a situation then actually try to judge that person in that situation without ever being in there so i think these are the things that are going to make a big difference in the future otherwise we have no chance by the way ethan like if we we have no chance if we continue with our dumbass thinking there's no way that we are going to survive because that's what's going to be learned and if that's the way that machines are going to learn, then it's it's like it's like this, right? The Superman story could be entirely different if if Superman landed in a in a home where the parents taught him to that money was the most important thing and making sure that everyone got out of his way so that he could just be the most powerful being on the planet, as opposed to arriving at the clocks. Um, at the Kent's house, sorry, and then being taught the actual principles of, of, of good. And that's why Superman turns out to be good. And it's the same right now. It's like machines, if we're not behaving and we can't learn, it's like, it's like a few years ago. I mean, we, parents were always telling their kids, do as I say. And now suddenly kids have got access to all this information and they realize that, you know, Parents can't make them dumb anymore. So the parents have to be do as I do. They have to be the example. Nowadays, there's no other way from running from that, right? That's the same thing that's going to happen with machines and same thing that should be happening with machines. Yeah, I love that, mate. Um, extremely powerful there of, um, yeah, how we should be thinking and doing. And it, it shows, it's like our environment, right? This is what I say, like, you know, you probably heard the top five people, you know, we spend the most time with is who we become. So if you're going to hang around, you know, drug dealers and criminals all the time, what do you think is going to happen to you, right? Compared to if you hang around people that really want to better themselves and grow and do these things. So um, I love the the Clark Kent uh, Superman example there. Um, but, it's you know, it's the same in life, right? So be aware who you're hanging around because they do have an impact on us. And but I love that, that you've created that, you know, with how AI, you know, is learning and how, you know, everything is shifting in, in where we're moving forward as a race um, at the same time. So that's, it's really powerful. Um, let's get a bit into chat GPT now, right? Because I know a lot of people probably want to learn a little bit more about this and it's really like, you know, catapulted um, AI once it sort of went out. Um, and um I guess the key thing about ChatGPT is about the prompts, right? Like knowing what prompts to put in. And there's so many different ways that you could do this and, um, you know, and, and obviously learning from it, not just putting one thing in, but, you know, doing multiple things like that. So how can you, um, what can you share about, you know, doing good prompts? What's key to that so that we can really, you know, get the most out of, you know, ChatGPT and AI? Well, the prompts, uh, so there are a few, uh, there are a few really important co concepts um, that I feel we should all learn. And by the way, if if anyone listening wants them, aigeeks.co slash level one, uh, it's, just, it's just a bunch of concepts and a bunch of prompts that will get you the basic concepts of artificial intelligence and machine learning so that you understand what is actually happening. So when you're putting a prompt into a chat window, 
the thing that you're doing is you're training that chat to be a certain type of model, right? You're training that chat to behave in a certain way. And that is the key to understanding what it's going to do later. So if you're every model or every, they say, you know, you're going to train the model. And when that's happening, you're training each chat to be a certain persona or a certain useful element. So that could be an SEO consultant. That could be a business coach. That could be a trainer. That could be a food expert. That could be a social media uh, planner. That could be an article writer. That could be, it could be a whole bunch of different things, but you're training this chat to be a certain type of model, a bot, a certain type of bot. And then with that training, you're then going to ask it to use that as context for whatever else that you want it to do. What I mean by that is if you know that you want your output in a certain way, you can start off by saying, I, this is what I want you to do. And I want you to output uh, the answer like this and give an example of how that, what that looks like. If you feel like you know what intermediate steps that you want it to do, then you say, okay, now you take these inputs that I'm giving you and I want you to first take this input and do that. And then after with that, you do this and then you do that. And then you, by the way, give me the output like I showed you again. So all that is prompt engineering. You're sort of building uh, the prompt in a way to train the model to give you what you're after to be intelligent enough with enough context that it'll actually help you with the problem that you're trying to solve. So normally what happens with chat GPT or any sort of chat prompt based um, artificial intelligence is we're very vague with our um, uh, prompts. And that tells us a lot about going from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur as well. Like solopreneur, that's the biggest jump that any, entrepreneur can go through is going from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur, because then you have to learn how to delegate. You have to learn how to get team. You have to learn to recruit. You have to learn operations. You have to learn processes. You have to learn systems. You have to learn culture. There's a whole bunch of different things that come with one, two, three more people that are part of your ecosystem. And what happens usually entrepreneurs get to that point and they go, this is too hard. I can't find the right people. They're all stupid. I can't find the people to do what I want to do. I have to do it, just do it myself. Otherwise it'll never get done. And the biggest problem is that we don't know, or we haven't learned how to delegate to other people. We have an idea of what it should be. And we expect this person to get it without them spending the amount of time that we spent on it. We've been obsessing about this for ages before we even think that, you know, we've got to give it to someone else. They don't have that kind of practice. And even if we gave better instructions, like I want you to do it this way, and I'd like you to go to this site and I'd like you to do it like this and use this as an example and watch this video. And then I want you to output it like this. We'll come closer to that. Our expectations than just saying, Hey, this is something that's on my to-do list. Can you please take it over from me? And you'll never get the answer. And that's what's happening with ChatGPT. It's like, oh, I have to write an article. Let me just say, write me an article on podcasting. What does that mean? And, and then we say things like, well, you know, artificial intelligence is not smart enough yet. It's uh, giving us very generic responses. So you gave it a very generic 
input. So the basics and the components, then the, the concepts that are super important to understand is input, process, output. That's how computers work. What's the input? What's the process? And what's the output? Logic is important. Right now, before you know, super, uh, quantum computers become a thing, we, logic is one and zero. It's just one or zero. There's nothing in between. And different statements can be combined together to still give you a one or zero. So there's all these elements that are really important to understand. Um, but the basics to, to, to prompting is just training the model and saying, okay, hey, this is what I'm after. This is what I'd like you to behave like. And this is how I'd like you to give me my results. Yeah. Powerful, man. I love that. So true. Um, you know, what we, uh, we ask the better questions. It's like in podcasting, right? The better questions we ask, the better answers we get. Same thing with the prompting, right? Of how we training this and how we're giving it everything that we need to get the most out of it, whether it's AI or our team or a combination, right? In what we're doing. So I love that, Ronsley. Um, you know, I think what where I see this going now, right? And what I'm hearing about people is that the real power of this us as the entrepreneur, as the business owner is actually creating our own AI. Right, like this is where the where we can create like something that's unique to us or unique to the industry or the problem that we want to solve. So I know that you're in this space as well, um, and we, we can talk about you know right flow a bit later. But let's talk. I'd love to know like if we were thinking about okay, how do I get involved in AI? How do I create something that can be there? Like how would we start doing this? Well, I think the fundamental issues that are in the space are gonna come up more and more. And the fundamental issues are, hey, if I learn something today, tomorrow I can create a course and sell it to other people that don't know about it yet. And for some reason, business coaches have encouraged others to go, oh, you just need to be one step ahead of your audience. No, you don't. That's the worst advice ever. And another piece of bad advice that are given to business owners is build it and they will come. No, they're not coming. They're not coming. Stop, you know, believing in some dumb lie uh, that someone's made up. And I, that's why you're going to test and retest some hypothesis, especially when it comes from people that you, um, you admire because you've got to, you know, got to walk the, walk the path yourself. So, what what's happening right now is that people are kind of wanting to create things, not understanding what is happening. And I think the basics is to understand what is going on first before you start to go and create something that potentially might not have any use in, in a couple of months because you haven't learned the basics. And then you got like, for example, when chat GPT released a whole bunch of plugins, they were like about, 2,000 or 20,000. I can't remember the exact number. I'm so bad with that. That's a big difference between 20,000 and 2,000. Um, companies, uh, AI companies that started off went broke overnight because plugins did everything that their company was built on. So if you don't understand the basics and you can't evolve and you can't start it on, on primary value-based foundations, then uh, you know, no amount of new tech is going to help you. You could spend thousands. I know people have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on something that I look at it and go, this person has taken you for a proper ride. It's because you don't know what's going on and they've quoted you something and they've eluded you to thinking that this is the best 
this is the duck's nuts and the bee's knees and you've gone here's my money and it's fine it's because you've not you've you've decided to take that call but i think the basics is understanding like understand what is going on do your research read books on artificial intelligence like understand what is happening understand the black box effect understand how they are learning on their own without us giving it them inputs understand all these aspects of intelligence that are changing and i think that is the most important thing to do first before you start you know creating anything yeah awesome man love that get the strong foundations and then um you know you can build it up from there which is especially on a topic like this where um there's a lot of um yeah things that can happen either way and um i mentioned about right flow right and i know i heard a presentation you you showed us uh this recently and uh, i'd love to tell us more about this what you've created you know to help you know business owners and, and people with ai i didn't create it to help business owners to be honest i i was just playing and i was playing in a um in a hotel room in cebu and i happened to have the weekend and i was just playing and the next thing i know i wrote this program called right flow which i did not think was that important until someone said can you just put a price on it and just let someone know and if no one buys no one buys it's fine and i'm like but i i'm sure it's not that great and he's a good friend of mine so he kind of said hey i've never asked you for anything in in my life uh, i just need you to promise me that you're going to record a uh, less than 10 minute um Uh, not not a tutorial a screencast of how you're using right flow and just put it in this group that's all i wanted to do and i did that um <laughs> and the amount of people that bought right flow was it was insane i mean the amount of people that found it useful was insane and then it just started to evolve from there um it's basically having Uh, AI in Google Docs which i mean you might say oh google is or- already has that but this is very specific in the sense that uh you can do a swot analysis you can do a business model canvas you can do a uh, a podcast interview you can do um ideation of your customers why stack you can create a new product you can create a new course you can write a book you can do anything and everything from a click of a button in a menu that i have created so i've already created all the all the instructions in the back end all you got to do is give it input and click a button and it'll run it for you so it's um it's a tool that that was the first ai piece of software that i sold which i find absolutely crazy and um from there now it's become a community and it's become more of a uh you can use this tool to do all these things and now i'm trying to get people to think in outcomes how can you use ai to get an outcome as opposed to you know look at this cool trick that i have uh how can we actually get the results um and that's been a lot of fun actually yeah awesome man so love it and uh very powerful uh with what you've created there and um I'm sure there's going to be much more happening um in that space and you mentioned before and I know we talked about this earlier about you know getting different perspectives right from different people you know you mentioned it from the podcast for example perspective where make sure you got the right strategy and you know you got the good ideas before you you launch and that's generally in business and even in life right and this is where you know coaches and mentors are really powerful right to be able to give us that 
objective opinion either lead us down somewhere or, or directly you know advise us on certain things so i'd love to know from your perspective how has coaching mentoring you know helped you and what it's helped you to achieve massive in every in every respect and i'm a, i'm an athlete first so i remember coaching you know getting coached when i was young and i think that was a huge element um my business coach is taki more i still i call him coach when I see him, I don't call him Taki, I call him coach. And I'm very respectful of my relationship with my coach in the sense that if my coach says, you got to jump this high, I'm not questioning whether he or she knows that I can jump this high. I'm just kind of going, okay, this is my, this is what I'm meant to do. And I have coaches in different areas of my life um, um, from, from a, a a hypnotherapist for my internal work to um, uh, a marriage counselor that helps us deal with our uh, conflicts, not even only, only conflicts, even good times, actually. It's just like, it's perspective that is so important. There are some really massive things that I found out about myself as a result of having coaches and people in my life that can, can tilt the mirror enough that I can see a perspective that I've never seen before. Um, one, 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 this, this one thing happened very recently. I'll give you a, a straight example. Um, we had a, a, a marriage counseling session and we were talking and that went fine. And then the uh, Clifford is his name. Clifford is like, Hey, Ronsley, I'd love, you know, if we had a, a separate session, just the two of us. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. And, um, it wasn't a long session. It was like 25 minutes, but in that session, he said to me, you know, Ronsley, I've been doing this for like, for years, like over 20 years. I've been um, uh, a counselor. I've never seen someone so fast. You, your, your ability to change in a session, I've, I've never seen that. And, and he's like, before you think this is a compliment, I want to ask you, how do you feel when someone's not at that speed as you are? And I was like, oh my God, what a question. And that opened up so many different viewpoints for me, which I had never considered before. So like perspective is everything. Perspective can make, perspective is quantum. Results are quantum in, a, in perspective based world. What I mean by that is you might think that to get to X point, you need Y amount of time, but with a shift of perspective, that Y can be cut by 10, 100, 2000 times, because one shift of perspective can make the work load and everything else change so drastically. So it's quantum in its effect that uh, a, a shift in perspective is massive, no amount of workload. You can work as much as you want, but a shift in perspective can change that instantly. So yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of coaching. I'm a huge fan of um, in fact, last year I was playing table tennis and badminton for Brisbane. I had a coach for each one of those and I would go every week for coaching and I would train and I would perform on the weekend and like nothing, nothing changes when it comes to business. Yeah, I love it, mate. I completely agree with that. Um, so powerful. I'm definitely a massive, uh, you know, I've got multiple coaches and mentors in business in different areas of 
of life as well. And I too, you know, played a lot of sports growing up, um, won many championships in soccer and tennis, even played table tennis. It was decent at that too. Um, I, I recently went to the World Cup in Qatar and had a couple of table tennis tables. I hadn't probably played in like maybe once, but you know, a few years ago, but let's say 10 years, right? Maybe even 15. Uh, I can't even remember when. And within a few games, I was just smashing people. It's funny, right? Because we, but we bought ourselves up that the coach, you know, when we were growing up in these areas have been able to train us in a way that we can have that high performance and that focus and everything else that we need to do, right? In that area there. And then we can access that, you know, at different times, which is really powerful. So it's like we're up leveling in all these different areas of business life or, you know, whatever it is like that in these skills that we're learning um, and extremely, extremely powerful. So yeah, love it, mate. Uh, love that you're all, you're all doing all that. And it's been a very powerful episode today. You know, so much value um, on the podcasting side, but, you know, especially in the AI um, side and, and that. And um, I guess as we're wrapping up here today, what one key piece of advice would you like to give to all the entrepreneurs watching and listening today? Oh, do it, do it, do it with your heart and mind. Like do it with your heart and mind. Don't do it only with your mind because usually there's enough people out there giving you advice that makes um, mental sense and we can argue for our limitations and we can argue for unethical things all the time. Um, I feel now is the time for us to collaborate. I feel now is the time for us to come together. Um, if we don't come together, we literally have no hope for the future. It is unfortunately... Or fortunately, I mean, um, we've got to a point where that's the only other option. There's no other way for us to to um, to thrive. That's the one thing I want to say. The second thing is uh, don't have a, a short-term memory. Um, my ancestors do not have the opportunity to switch on a microphone and say whatever they wanted to say whenever they wanted to say it what I get to do and what I get to say and the platform I've been given is extremely, I'm extremely grateful for it. And I don't take it for granted one day because a lot of my ancestors and a lot of people before me came to lay the platform for me to perform on this stage. And I don't take that for granted. Um, and I think having those two things in mind, it, you know, helps you with anything that you do with how you serve, with who you serve, how you do it, what outcome you deliver, uh, how you come across the content you create, the people you get to meet, the vibrations you get to share. It's all a reflection of who you are. So um, work on ourselves, put our oxygen mask first and the rest will follow. Yeah. Love it, mate. Extremely powerful uh, what you just shared there. Thank you, Ronsley. Uh, it was been awesome. And uh, yeah, we, we connected through our networks, you know, where I learned about your awesome journey from, you know, starting in software engineering with a master's as well as an MBA to, you know, founding We Are Podcasts and Amplify and AI Geeks. And, you know, you're an awesome guy and um, I'm sure you continue to help, um, you know, businesses harness the powers of AI to be more productive effective and authentic and really help people to um yeah get their voice out there which is really awesome mate and um you know so knowledgeable and i love uh love where this has gone today and very grateful that we connected and i look forward to working with you and for everyone here that wanting to connect with ronsley um you know you can find him at aigeeks.co that's a-i-g-e-k-s.co aigeeks.co or wearepodcast.com 
uh, three words there, wearepodcast.com. So either one of those, depending on uh, you want to get into the AI space or into the podcast space and, and learn more about Ronsley and connect with him, definitely check him out on um, either of those platforms there. And I want to thank everybody for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. And please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. And if I want to grow and scale your business, you can reach out to me in any platform to see if we're a good fit. And I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. So remember to design your growth and results.